like a program created by the old grandkids. Welcome to the police calling all cars. Attention all cars to broadcast 219 regarding a holdup on Vermont near 8. The fact described as male American, 5 feet 10 inches. Weighs about 150 pounds. This man is armed and dangerous. That's all. Rolls and quit. favorite with the presence of a distinguished actor, Mr. Chester Morris, who will reenact the thrilling role of Dallas Eaton. Welcome to Calling All Cars, Mr. Morris. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Lindsley, and good evening, friends of Calling All Cars. I, uh, I feel honored in appearing on your program, to which I, like all of you, and most of the people in pictures, listen regularly. Uh, Mr. Williamson, as the writer and producer, don't you ever take a bow or speak a few lines? Now, Mr. Morris, you know I've got my hands full. But you know, I... <laughs> I'm always telling the doctor that I'd like to write and deliver the sales story for Rio Grande Crack. <laughs> you see, he's impatient, Mr. Morris, a reformer. Rio Grande has led in percentage of sales increase for year after year. Each month, thousands of people who have listened to Calling All Cars for several years finally discover to their amazement that what I've told them with utmost sincerity is really true. <laughs> a sort of uh, ignorance is bliss situation, huh, doctor? Jesse, you know... I tell him that uh, he should sell harder. You know, it slays me to see people buy ordinary gasoline. And many of them buy brands that just barely pass the low-law requirements. Why they do it when the biggest and smartest buyers of gasoline overwhelmingly choose one brand more than I can see. You know, the cities and counties, state of California, the United States government, they specify Rio Grande crack. And police car performance with Rio Grande crack is an established fact, as everybody knows who uses there, it. There, now, now, there. Time answers all problems. If everybody went into a Rio Grande station tomorrow, there wouldn't be enough crack gathering to go around. Friends made slowly and surely are the best. And that's what we want. And now here's Chief Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department, who will introduce this case. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The lesson which this program has repeatedly presented through the four years it has been on the air has been, crime does not pay. We of the law enforcement profession realize and appreciate the good this program has done in bringing that lesson home strongly to all classes of persons. Where criminals are sometimes presented as romantic figures worthy of emulation, the police have a difficult job in convincing young people of the failure of crime as a paying proposition. This program does not present the criminal in that light. He is presented just as he is, sometimes a victim of circumstances, perhaps but nevertheless a picture of a man who thought he could beat the law. Some men have beat the law. Some men will beat it in the future. But no man, regardless of his intelligence or nerve, has ever made crime a paying proposition. Sooner or later he pays, and he pays the hard way. Believe me when I say, with years of experience in the law enforcing business, crime is definitely not a paying game. You can't win. Dallas 
notes to Egan. They have been delivered to me in order that the sentence of the court should be executed against you. Before we carry out this sentence, is there anything you'd like to say? Yes, Warden, there is. Go ahead, Egan. Well, the first thing I want to do is to thank Eddie Romero for helping send me to the place I'm now standing. Oh, oh don't let the shot, Eddie. It's, uh, it's a favor, believe me. You know, I, I heard a slogan once. I don't particularly remember where I heard it first, but but I do remember what a laugh I got out of it. It said, crime doesn't pay. <laughs> I'll never forget what a boot I got out of that. I was tough, see? I knew all the answers. In fact, I wrote most of the questions. My buddy and me used to use that slogan as a private joke of ours. Every time we held up a joint or knocked off some bird, we'd always say, Had a boy, kid. Crime don't pay. Much. <laughs> I'll never forget that night back in 1918. I was just a punk kid then, just, just starting out on what I laughingly call my career of crime. The kid and me decided we needed a car for a job we was going to pull that night. Is your car, mister? Why, yes, it is. Why? You're a doctor, ain't you? Ain't gonna need your car tonight, are you? Oh, of course I am. Oh, no, you ain't. What do you mean? Never mind, get in. Well, look here, young man. You can't talk to me that way. No. I said get in. Hey, be careful with that gun. Stop stalling. Get in. Get going, Eddie. Sure, pal. Get away from your man. You got caught. Yeah, I know. Crime don't pay. Eddie, uh, not much. <laughs> what are you going to do with me? Why don't you throw him out, gal? Good idea, Eddie. Open the door, you. No. Don't throw me out going to this beat. Did he kill me? Well, now, wait. That's tough. Get going. I said get out. Oh. <laughs> that's docking him, down. See, I never knowed a guy had bounced like that when he hit the pavement. <laughs> time we had to really get tough with the mud. Oh, we didn't get away with it. That ain't the point. That crime didn't pay neither. We got picked up next night. We we were sticking along the highway down in Oklahoma when a couple of cops on bikes pulled along the side. Hey, step on this can, Eddie. Step up the on it. What do you think I'm doing now? This is all a deep shot. Here they come, Eddie. Whoa! Not to you! I'm hit! Time. You can? <laughs> you didn't just that. Well, that wasn't my fault. I can beat him. And you're going to keep on trying. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Well, at least there's one consolation. If you do come back, next time you'll do your time the hard way. That's all right. I can take it. And there I was, after five years in a can, telling the warden what a tough mug I was. I didn't care then. I, I didn't have any reason to care about anything. I didn't really believe that smart talk. Way down inside me, I was afraid. I was afraid some other rat would think I was afraid. You see, I got to the point by then where I had to be tough. That's why that night in the drugstore, just after I got out of the big house... 
Well, nice place you got here, Mr. Uh, <laughs> is this your name on the little card out here? Yes, 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 yes sir. Jones, huh? Well, nice place, Mr. Jones. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, nervous, Jones, huh? Or do you stutter all the time? I guess I, I, I'm nervous, sir. Ought to take something for that. It'll get you down. Come on, let's go. Take it easy, Joe. After me, you know. Okay, okay, but come on, let's get moving. Hey, looks like your pal's getting ready for the fireworks. Where? Oh, no. No, Bill! Bill, no, don't do it, Bill! <coughs> Here's a present for you, Bill. <coughs> I'll never forget the look on that bird's face when I let that chopper go off in his mush. <laughs> he pulled it up like an accordion. My pal Joe, the rat, was still there when I left. Unfortunately, I didn't know what a rat Joe was. He tipped the cops off, and he was waiting for me when I got out of the bank. But nobody seen me let the guard have it, and they all... All they could tell me was an attempted bank robbery, see? <laughs> that was a joke. But I had a record. I, uh, I was what the judges would call an habitual criminal. <laughs> That's a laugh. What chance did I have to be anything else but a criminal? Pounded day and night... Always just one jump ahead of the law of starvation. I know I tried to make a living. I couldn't get a job. Why, even as a kid, I was kicked around, always dragged from pillar to post, never enough to eat, never a chance to go to school like the other kids. No place I could ever call home. Ah, nuts. Who cares? I was hard, see? They knew I was hard, too. They put me away for another five years. But I went to the toughest hole this side of hell. You know about it. You know why I was sent there. They thought they'd break me. Ha! Break me. But don't think they didn't try, though. You never heard about what happened up there, did you? Nah. Nah, nobody ever heard of it except the warden and the doctor and the... the screw that guarded myself. I spent three years in the hole. What do you think of that? How many of you birds would like to do that? You want to know why they slammed me in the slough? I'll tell you. I hadn't been there a month when they called me into the warden's office. Want to see me, warden? Yes, Egan. I wonder if you're as tough as you used to be when I had you before. Well, if it ain't me old pal, the preaching warden. <laughs> Crime don't pay, warden. Now, don't forget that. I haven't forgotten it, Egan. I'd remember it if I had, looking at you. Oh, hard, hard, Egan, but not the bravado happened as you had ten years ago. I've been around, so I gather. How old are you, Egan? It's on my card. Yes, I know, but I want you really. 33. Same as on the card. 33 years old and a prison record 15 years long. Is that what you brought me in here for? No. We have reason to believe you're in on the plot that's being had to make a break again. Ah, don't make me laugh, Warden. I, I've only been here a month. How would I know anything about that? That's what we intend to find out. Oh, yeah? You heard me. Now, you've got your choice of telling me what you know or taking the slough. Warden, I'd see you in Hades with your back broke before I tell you a thing. All right. Have it your own way, Egan. But you'll stay in that hole till you decide to drop. Three months in this hole. Three stinking months. No life. The bear to keep a fish alive. Where's that screw? Hey, screw! Oh, stop yelling, you fool. You're going soft. Come on, be a man. Huh. You can take all he can dish out. Oh, let me out of here. I've got to get out of here. I'm going nuts. Maybe I am. 
Maybe I'm already nuts. Oh, God, don't let me go crazy. Let me keep my senses. Put yourself together, Egan. Huh? You're acting like a four-year-old. Get, uh, get your mind on something. Keep, in, keep it on one thing, you know. Think of something you want, yeah. More than anything else. Don't, don't think of this hole. Think of something. Think of something. Think of something! Talk, Egan. Next to you, Warden. All right. Make it easy on yourself. <laughs> six months. Six months. Six months. Six months. Let me out of here. Let me out of here! I can't stand this any longer. I can't stand it. I just... Alone. Darkness. Dampness. Alone. Alone. Oh, come on, Egan. <laughs> is, is this a tough guy? Are you going to turn stool pigeon now? Huh? Are you going to think on somebody you don't even know? <laughs> hey, maybe you could tell them you'd find out if they let you out. Maybe you could hatch up a break yourself. Maybe you could do it. Maybe you could get out. Warden! Hey, Warden! Give me the word. Well, Egan, the guard tells me you're ready to talk. Yes, sir. <laughs> Couldn't take it, eh? Sure, I could take it. You said you wanted the dope, didn't you? Well, let me out with the boys and I'll get it for you. Can I depend on that? Why, sure you can, Warden. Okay, guard. Put them in that block we're suspicious of. Come on, Egan. Inside, tough guy. What are you doing in here, buddy? Time. How much? Now one. Why? Talk to monkey. How come? They talk too much. What's your handle? Can't Davis. Who are you? Dallas Egan. Yeah. I heard about you. Heard what? You're a stoolie. Yeah? Who said that? The whole yard. It's a cockeyed lie. You? You heard me. I don't know. Well, who gives a rap? What are you doing there? I'm the guy you're supposed to think on. Yeah? Yeah. How am I supposed to know? I never saw you before. You ain't. They picked the wrong boy. How? You and me was in the same chain once. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I never saw you before. Yeah? Take a good look. Well, well I'll be a wall-eyed sap. Kid. Yeah, that's right. Hey, what's this Davis stuff? It's me handle here. When was we in the same camp? I got out of Oklahoma just when you got in. Yeah? When did you get here? Since they used it. I was in the hospital. I tried to land out of there and it got caught. So they thought I was in on it, huh? Right. What happened? Stooley. What happened to him? Yeah, we tried to land to get him and he got shot. God? He got shot. I get it. We're going to try it again. Who's we? Pal of mine. When? Tomorrow night when the guard changes. How? Yeah, when it goes. Sure, yeah, but uh, how? Mm, the pal working the quarry, see? There's a flying Dutchman rigged up from the derrick to the other side of the river. We can ride a pulley till we get halfway across the river. Then we've got about 50 yards to go hand over hand to the, to the bank. Ah, you can't do it. Don't be a chef. We can't do it. It's too risky. 
What's the matter? Did the slow make you yellow? You know better than that. Sure, I'll, I'll be with you. And get out of the habit of calling me yellow. What Egan had reckoned without the warden. Back in the warden's office, a man leaves the dictograph. Well, warden, you were right. They're going to try that police stunt. Yes, I figured they would. Smart idea, putting that dictograph in the cell. <laughs> yeah. Let them try their break. We'll be waiting for them.
Then they they hang you. Uh, you get your ham and egg. Sure. They always let a condemned man have what he wants. All right, do it, you sap. Do it now. Yeah, do it now. Do it now. Well, I use. I can't do it with my hands. It's too big. You might not want to die. What kind of bucket they gave you? Use that. I've done it. Now I'll get my ham and eggs. <laughs> hey, God! Hey, fool! What's all the yammering about? What's coming off in here? You, you better get the stiff out of here. And, and call the warden. Can't do anything about it. I know it. I if know it. If I ever found out we had two men in the same cell in solitary, we'd never hear the last of it. That wouldn't be as hard to explain as the presence of that feeble-minded man in this place instead of an institution where he belongs. How are we going to explain it? Well, have the doctor fill out the death certificate and give some accidental cause. Yeah. Might say he slipped on the floor of the shower room and fractured his skull. Mm. Yes, that's all right. Anything. Now, bring Egan in here. Yes, sir. Bring Egan in. Inside, Egan. Well... Sit down, Egan. Sit down. When do I go to trial, Warden? Trial? For what? Why, for, for that man in the cell. I don't know what you're talking about, Egan. Maybe you haven't heard that there was a man killed in Slough this morning. Why, no, I haven't. However, I did hear about a poor fellow who slipped on the shower room floor and got a bad fracture. I understand he uh, died sometime this morning as a result. Oh, Oh, I, I see. Yeah. Very unfortunate. Yeah. Very. Oh, by the way, Egan, I've noticed your memory is not what it used to be. Yes, I've been noticing it for some time now. You have? Yes. As a matter of fact, you forgot that you come up tomorrow for parole. Tomorrow? Yes, Egan, tomorrow. And uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see you leaving us shortly. <laughs> yes, very shortly. Now to California, to Los Angeles, to the Superior Court. Now, Mr. Greenbaum, when this man Egan, the defendant, walked into your jewelry store, what did he do? He told me to put up my hand. Did you? Yes. Then what happened? Then he locked me in the back room. Did you still see the front of the store? Yes, sir. To a little peephole cut in the door. What happened after that? This Mr. Fitzgerald, he came in. Did you recognize him? Oh, yes. I knew him. He was one of my customers. I repaired his watch just a few days ago. He was there. He couldn't see it. What did he do? He started to look up at the clock and set his watch. And this fellow is in there. Stay where you are. Did you hear me? I said don't come in here. This is a hold-up. Stay where you are. That's it. You killed Help, police. Police. Help, police. Police. We uh-huh. Did you go back to the store? Yes, sir. In a few minutes, the police came up to Vermont Avenue. That's where I had my store. And I came back here. And did you see this man Fitzgerald then? Oh, yes, sir. He was lying right there in front of the clock. Well, how was he? Well, I mean, what condition was he in? He was dead. That's all. Thank you. Just a minute, Your Honor. Now, let's get this over with. I, I'm guilty. I told the cops that when they arrested me. I, I told the DA that ever since I've been in jail. Why waste the state's time and money? Are you sure you realize what you're saying? Sure, I realize it. I killed a half a dozen men in the last 15 years, Your Honor. I'm no good. I've been a criminal for 18 years. I never was any good. I never will be. 
I begged Romero to let me make a break and to kill me. But he wouldn't do it. You couldn't expect him to shoot you in cold blood, could you? Why not? I always did. What difference did it make? I'd have shot him if I'd had the chance. Young man, I don't want to take this plea without advice of your counsel. You can stand trial and the worst you'll get is a verdict of guilty. With this plea, you automatically sign your own death warrant. So what? Who gives a rap? I'm through, I tell you. What have I ever done to deserve to live? All I've ever done was steal and... steal and kill. I'm as sick of it as you guys are. Come on, come on, let's get it over with. Very well. In view of your own confession, it is the sentence of this court that you be delivered to the warden of San Quentin Penitentiary and that sometime during the week of February 1st that you be hanged by the neck until you are dead. And may God have mercy on your soul. Amen. That's why, Romero, that I said thanks to you when I began this talk. And and that's why, Warden, I say thanks to you. Spring the trap. Chief Davis again. Rich man, poor man, beggar man, and yes, thief if he's smart. Doctor, lawyer, merchant, chief. All will use Rio Grande class if education, intelligence, logic, or reasoning mean anything. More police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment for your city, county, state, and federal government. Use Rio Grande crack wherever it is sold than any other brand. Go to the red and white Rio Grande station tomorrow. Get police car performance with the gasoline that is first in public service. And now Chief Davis. Alice Egan alias Robert York, was hanged in San Quentin in expiation for his life of crime. No man has ever more thoroughly realized the futility of a life of crime than this man. He definitely proved that crime does not pay. Thank you, Chief David. Your narrator, Frederick Lindsley, bidding you good night for Rio Grande.